there, Paige Browning from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle with a roundup of today's top stories. It's Thursday, February 1st. It's a fast-moving legislative session in Olympia, and that could spell bad news for a bill meant to help renters afford where they live. The bill is now hanging on by a thread, despite seemingly broad support. Jeannie Lindsay reports. The rent stabilization legislation would limit how much landlords can raise tenants' rent each year. It's sparked some serious divisions among lawmakers. Senate Housing Committee Chair Patty Kuderer says she hoped changes to the Senate bill, including a higher cap on rent increases and an expiration date for the policy, would draw enough support to keep it moving. We had heard, you know, that there could be some who were thinking about signing on because the bill had changed. But it didn't get enough of the committee's support, and the Senate bill died at the first cutoff deadline. Now, that doesn't mean the policy is done for, but it certainly ramps up pressure for the House's version of the bill. Democrat leaders say it's still a priority, but they have to decide how much time to put toward the bill during this year's short session because it will ultimately need Senate approval to become law. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. More scrutiny is on the Tacoma Immigration Detention Center today. Immigrant advocates have released a long video of detainees who had just been sprayed with chemical agents. KUOW's Gustavo Segrero has more. In the 41 minutes of footage from February 1st of last year, guards in armor, riot shields, and rifles enter Unit F4, where four detainees in color-coded detention uniforms have covered their faces with clothing. Once inside, with rifles ready, they order the detainees to get on the floor and cuff up. They've been participating in a hunger strike for better food, more sanitary living conditions, and to be paid the state minimum wage for their labor. There were protesters in other units with around 150 strikers overall. Advocates with the group La Resistencia say they're still trying to get footage of the moment when chemical agents were used against the detainees. A spokesperson for GeoGroup, the private prison group that runs the facility, says they follow strict federal standards when they use chemical agents. Gustavo Sagredo, KUOW News. Advocates want greater oversight of the facility, which for now rests only at the federal government level. A GeoGroup spokesperson says chemical agents are allowed to be used in certain circumstances. Yet another company is paying up for its part in fueling the opioid crisis. This time, an advertising agency that helped with marketing campaigns for none other than OxyContin and other prescription painkillers. Publicis Health has agreed to pay states across the country $350 million rather than face the possibility of going to trial. Washington state's getting a share of that settlement, $7.9 million. The ads effectively promoted increasing patients' doses. Another settlement to tell you about, Providence Medical Centers in Washington have to pay millions of dollars for allegedly deceiving low-income patients. In total, Providence will have to give $158 million in refunds and debt relief to those patients, which will average around $500 per person. The state attorney general's office had sued, accusing the hospital of deceiving patients about free or discounted medical care. The state claims that Providence trained its staff to aggressively ask for payments from patients who were likely eligible for charity care. 
A trial was about to start in a few weeks. A Providence official told the Seattle Times the agreement reaffirms their commitment to serving those who are most vulnerable. Seattle's giving a warm welcome to the new Seahawks head coach, Mike McDonald. This is a special city, and we got the best fans in the world. And I understand where this organization wants to go, and I'm just juiced to go do it. Juiced. At 36, our millennial coach, McDonald, is the youngest in the NFL. He spent the last two seasons with the Baltimore Ravens as their defensive coordinator. This season, Baltimore allowed the fewest points per game and led the league in sacks. At a press conference today, McDonald had a message for Seahawks players. You're the driving force behind everything that we do, and I can guarantee you this, you will get everything out of myself and our coaching staff every day. McDonald replaces longtime head coach Pete Carroll, who was the oldest coach in the league before parting ways with the team last month. Washington's electric future plans got a little more real today. The state has announced locations for nearly 5,000 new electric vehicle chargers, divvied out to about 550 sites across the state. They'll be in popular public places and where people may not have access to their own charging system, such as libraries, parks, and multifamily housing. Money for the stations is coming from the Washington Climate Commitment Act and the state's EV charging program. We've got a dry spring on the way. Even though December saw statewide precipitation at 113% of normal, Warmer temperatures had that falling as rain instead of snow, which is not good news for the snowpack. So Washington's assistant state climatologist, Karen Bambaco, says conditions are being amplified by this El Nino winter. This aligns really well with the official forecast that comes out of the Climate Prediction Center for February through April, higher odds of warmer temperatures and below normal precipitation. Department of Ecology officials say the Northern Cascades and the Olympics remain in a snow drought with the Olympic snowpack at just 31 percent of normal. Turning to the business beat, where we ask today, how is our local economy doing? Businesses in downtown Seattle report mixed results seven months into Mayor Bruce Harrell's plans to revitalize that neighborhood. Joshua McNichols has more. Michaela Wingeter is shift manager at Mint, an avant-garde Indian restaurant on First Avenue. She says January was really hard. We would have days where we didn't have our first person come in until like four hours into the restaurant being open, which is a shame because the food here is amazing. But down at the glasses store, Eyes on You, manager Chantel Anderson says things are picking up. More people are stopping by on their way home from work. The owner and I looked at each other and we're like, people are really, like, there's a lot more walk-ins. Even then, I would say pre-pandemic, it almost feels like. The numbers show that foot traffic is strong near the Pike Place Market and the waterfront, but sluggish across other parts of downtown. Joshua McNichols, KOW News. And a quick note, Joshua is part of our new economics podcast. It's called Booming. And as I sign off today, I might be able to get you some extra cash. This is not a scam call. Today is Unclaimed Property Day, an annual event in Washington to get people money they're owed. The Washington Department of Revenue says about one in every seven people are owed money that they haven't collected. When a company or government agency owes someone with a refund, for example, they sometimes can't find the person. 
And today, the state of Washington wants people to go to the website where they can look up their name. It's claimyourcash.org. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. See ya. See ya.